This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Live from the Rocky River Nature Center, today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to give you my first impressions of the book, Overcoming Overeating, and we've got the creator of FitBolt.com with us. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to achieving your fitness goals. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Thank you so much for tuning in. My friend, the goose in the background, is very happy to be here. If you're uh, new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude like you in the basement who uh, wants to lose weight. And uh, today's going to be interesting because I'm in a very crowded park, and it looks like I'm talking to myself. So that's going to be interesting as I walk around. But uh, I'm at the Rocky River, I believe it's called the Nature Center. I'm going to walk out here and see if we can see what's going on with this bird. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Ohio. Uh, and, uh, you yeah, know, we got some geese. I'm looking at a beaver pond. Got a goose in a, uh, a pond here. It's a beautiful day. And uh, if you would like to contact me, I would love to hear from you. It's... Uh, my email is daveatlogicalloss.com. I'll actually be reading some of those a little later. And you can also uh, call in your comments. It's 888-563-3228. You can also leave a comment out at our website, which is logicalloss.com. And you can also click on the microphone out at the uh, top there and uh, just leave a message that way. want to send out a couple thank yous to Amanda Flynn as well as Laura Starling and Dave Shapiro. All you guys helped produce this episode of the podcast. I want to thank you so much. You can go out to LogicalLoss.com forward slash support. Thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. It costs me about 200 bucks a year, a little more than that, actually, probably closer to $250 uh, to uh, produce the podcast. And everybody chips in a little 5 or a 10 here. And uh, it's greatly appreciated. But I'm going to take you, I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm at this place where I call it the stairway to heaven. It has, and I'm going to count them when I go up here, I think, although that would be rather boring to listen to me count. But uh, this is actually a a park here in Ohio. And I I just got to tell you, wherever you're at, if it's nice out, get outside. I walked out today and I hit the sunshine and was just like, oh my good, I just felt better instantly. going up the stairway to heaven I'm going on my first 10 steps and uh, there's another 14 I think somebody numbered these at one point it, it's literally over like a hundred steps and it just about the time you think like I'm at a little flat spot here but the beautiful thing of this is I saw a family before I came up here and they were debating do we want to take the easy route or do we want to go up the steps? And uh, they were all probably about my age, you know, somewhere in their 40s to maybe late 50s. And yeah, I'm feeling this in my legs. 
and uh, they got spots here where you can stop, but we're going to keep on going. But I was really impressed that they went and said, now nah, we'll take the stairs. It's beautiful up here the higher you go. I don't know what steps I want now, but my legs are burning in about halfway. Hoofa. But it is beautiful. I gotta take some pictures up here. I took a picture at the bottom. I'll take a picture at the top. I thought somebody had numbered these. I guess they don't, but whew, when you're above the trees, you are up here. But it's definitely worth, I guess it's like anything else. And I don't have headphones on today, so I don't know if that wind is bothering us or not. Oofa. Man, that was uh, a lot of stairs. You get to the top, and I guess that's like anything else. You get to the top, and it's this beautiful view. And as I walk around now, it's kind of weird because I'm at the top of these trees. I'm walking in the tops of trees. It's kind of weird. Uh, but it's such a cool view. But that view didn't come to me. I had to go to it. And isn't that the way it is with weight loss? You know, it wasn't easy to climb those steps, but man, it was worth it when I got to the top. And I look down now, and uh, it's just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous out here today. And so I'm trying to find, the, the bad news was when I got to the top of the hill, um, there were no trees, because, well, we were <laughs> at the top. So there's tons of wind. So I'm actually walking back into the woods here, and we're gonna find a place where uh, I want to tell you a little bit about that documentary I was talking about in on HBO. And uh, let me turn this down a little bit. I keep peeking here. Again, I'm not recording this with headphones, which is really bad. Uh, but um, if you have HBO and if you have HBO Go, you can watch this anytime. And people always ask about motivation. I need motivation. Well, my mother was a diabetic. Uh, she had type 1. That's where you get to shoot yourself up every day with insulin. And uh, so my chances of being diabetic are greater than usual. And so when I'm overweight, uh, this is something you need to think about. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm not that overweight. Well, here's a great motivation. I've talked about this in the past, and I did it last night. I went to, uh, I was going to go walk around the high school track. Well, silly me, there was actually something going on at the high school. And uh, so I went down the street to my Planet Fitness. And I will say this, because in my uh, last episode, I talked about how I really wanted to stick to 1,700 calories. I just couldn't do it. Uh, I think I ended up around 18, 19 for an average for the week. Uh, some days I did good. Some days I was up over 2,000. And uh, I forget who sent me the email that said, hey... Uh, if you listen to Fat to Fit Radio, that's Fat, the number two, fitradio.com, Jeff and Russ. It's a great podcast. I listen to that one as well. And they always talk about a lot of times people try to cut back their calories too much. And I thought about that, but I, I don't think for me, you know, if I can get like 17, 1800, I think I'll be okay without putting my body into starvation mode. But I was watching this documentary and they interviewed this guy. And apparently he had, he has diabetes and he took off 
his one sock and his feet was just his, his foot was just red and swollen and he was having problems with it and then he went to take off his other shoe and it turns out that um, he didn't have a foot in fact he didn't have a calf his leg had been amputated at the knee because if you have a problem with your foot uh, guess what it, they, they cut off above it and so when I saw his stump, I don't know if that's the politically correct term, but that's what it was. Um, boy, that motivated me. <laughs> that motivated me a lot. Um, not to mention the fact that it can make you go blind. We're going to actually read some of these things here as soon as I find a bench, which I think I found. And uh, from this book, Overcoming Overeating. So if you get a chance to watch that documentary, it's eye-opening to me and I think sometimes we don't like to talk about the bad stuff the things that can happen or we're silly and we think it's not going to happen to us well uh, yeah it's happening to a lot of people and they're saying that again by the, the time you know 10 20 years from now um, people are going to be really really messed up in fact they make a good point you know, everybody's like, they took our jobs. You know, all these people are, ah, they come over to America, they took our jobs. In, the, in about 10, 20 years, we're going to be giving away our jobs because we're going to be too sick to work. Think about that, right? So uh, I want to give you uh, some quick tips here from uh, this book that I found. Here's something I, I found interesting. Because um, it just seems sometimes like we just are powerless over certain foods, you know, fried chicken, all the good stuff, potato chips, uh, you know, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, things like that. And it's been discovered according, in this book again, Overcoming Overeating, and I'll have a link to this out at the website. It's been discovered that certain foods change the chemistry of your brain. Remember what we say, in fact, in the... Uh, it's either in this book or the documentary where they say that weight loss is 75% mental. So as much as you think it's all about exercise, it's actually about getting your head in the game. But it says chemicals such as cannabinoids and serotonin are produced after you eat the comfort foods. Now, does the word cannabinoids ring with anybody? Um, because the scientific name for the plant from which, you know, pot... You know, good old mar marijuana is cannabis. And you may be surprised to know that the compounds that are released into your brain when you eat fried or high-fat foods are from the same family of chemicals released when people smoke a pot. That's right. You basically are getting high from food. Both the plant-based and the food-based sources give you a temporary emotional or mental high. Now, why does your brain like the chemical so much? Um, and it basically says... Why does your chemical like it so much? Because you're high, is, is the, the, the nut of it. Um, it basically says if your brain had stacked up a bunch of files with the most important stuff down to the least important ones, when you get high, it's as if you basically somebody comes into your file room and just for fun knocks your neatly stacked folder pile into the floor, um, then proceeds to scatter the files about so that the ones that were weighing most heavily on you or your mind are no longer on the top of the pile staring you down. Now, the result is, yeah, you know what? I don't care, man. I got no worries. Right? Um, foods such as chocolate that make more serotonin available have a soothing effect in your mind. Um, so, in fact, serotonin, if you have too little of it, you'll actually get depressed. 
Now, in fact, it says most medications prescribed to combat depression alter the brain's ability to accept or produce serotonin. So, the fact, as much as Arby's said it's good mood food, and I hate that because I think people, I think it's horrible marketing. If I eat this, I'll get in a good mood. But apparently, uh, there might be something to that. And I found that amazing. If we go back to the fact that some of this food affects our brain, then throw on top of it that everywhere you go, at least in America, um, you get bombarded. Like where there is a McDonald's, there is a Wendy's, there is a Burger King, there is a Taco Bell, there is a Pizza Hut. And then you'll drive along and right after that block of nothing but food stuff, I'll find a Walgreens, a Rite Aid, (laughs) a CVS Pharmacy. You know, it's amazing in that way. So uh, keep that in mind that um, there are other ways to get high than, uh, you know, fried chicken. Here's that stat I was looking for. A um, Jane Jakubuzak, a registered dietitian who runs a weight loss clinic at the University of Maryland, says 75% of overeating is caused by emotions. Everyone eats for emotional reasons at one time or another. For you, however, this emotional eating was likely becoming chronic, and I believe I fall into that category. Now, why do we overeat? Well, one of the reasons is we're bored. Have you ever sat down, you grab the TV remote, and you just go to channel, to channel, to channel, to channel, and there's nothing going on, and maybe you finally find something that kind of, eh, this is better than nothing, and so what do you do? You go grab some chips, you get this, you know, whatever it is, maybe you, you, whatever, but you're bored. And I've said this before that, you know, if you're not hungry, food is not the answer. So when you go for the chips, when you go for the something that you know you shouldn't be eating, are you just bored? That's something we need to ask ourselves. Am I bored? And if I am, get a hobby, right? So that's one reason. I mean, even if we look at the definition of boredom, it's a lack of interest in a redundant task. It's uh, the inability to change an uninteresting situation. Or three, it's the inability to engage oneself with the world around. And uh, she says, I want to emphasize the last reason for boredom because it looks an awful lot like depression to me, which would be the inability to engage oneself with the world around. But, I mean, some of us get stuck in a cubicle at work and uh, you find yourself in the lack of interest in a redundant task. In that uh, HBO, you know, The Weight of the Nation, they interview this young girl who gained six pounds when she got her, I would guess, maybe her first job out of college. Why? Because she's sitting in a cubicle uh, doing this mundane stuff. And so what does she do to fill the time? Get a little high? Yeah, let's go get some barbecue chips, right? 
It's easy to do. Makes us feel better. Makes us uh, makes that job not quite as boring. You can tolerate it. And they point out here, and I was like, you know what? Because they in this all these studies, they're showing how like in the '80s that obesity just like kicked it into another gear. And if you think about it, it talks about here that we are now in a society that we have to have it now. And if you think it, in the 80s, that's when everybody bought a microwave. And we no longer, well, I shouldn't say we no longer have, but if you think about it, do you think we've lost the ability to wait? Right? I mean, so many people now, they're, they're raising kids, and how do they shut them up? Here, have some goldfish. Here, have some, you know, crackers. Have some peanut butter, something like that. So you end up with little kids. They're raised without the ability to delay gratification, which makes it difficult for them to live disciplined lives once they reach adulthood, you know? And so then throw in the fact that we don't have, maybe, maybe I'm saying we have a reduced capability of waiting, and then the fact that we don't have to wait, because every time we turn around, there's something bad that will make us feel good. So that's just one reason we overeat we're bored and we may have reduced our ability to wait and so we eat now and then we eat later and then we eat again things like that here's some uh, some motivation being obese decreases your life expectancy by seven years if you also smoke you're cutting your life short by 13 to 15 years amazing think about that and I think we if you think about it, when you buy a house she makes a good point here when you buy a house you uh, you just focus on that little payment or not so little payment and instead I mean I, I do this now when I look at my uh, my credit card statements it just drives me nuts that I give them forty dollars and 20 of it goes towards my bill. It's like, oh, I'm never going to get out of this, right? And while I may have, in my case, I'm talking about my Dell credit card. And I bought it because I really needed a computer at a time. It was kind of an emergency. And I was like, hey, this is actually cheaper than buying one at Best Buy. But in the end, I'm going to end up paying so much for this computer that I got. And sometimes we we do this with our weight, right? Um, We don't look at the big picture of what we're doing so in the end you when you get to the end I mean like when you finish buying your house and you go oh my gosh I bought it for $150,000 but in the end I paid whatever $280,000 for it once I paid all this interest well you didn't look at the big picture you just focus on the little thing and sometimes we need when, when we're trying to lose weight it's the opposite. We do want to look at just the, let's just look at the next meal, right? Let's look at losing one pound, not the fact that you've got to lose 35. Let's try to lose one pound and then just repeat that 35 times. But in terms of motivation, sometimes we got to look at that bigger picture. Here are just some of the things that um, happen when you're overweight. It says, uh, it alters the levels and ratios of fat substances, substances better known as lipids, in your bloodstream. Specifically, high levels of cholesterol, um, 
triglycerides, decreased high density, oh, here we go, lipertines, basically the ADLs, that's the good cholesterol, so you, you reduce that. High blood pressure, high blood sugar levels, increased risk of clotting, uh, heightened inflammation. Um, these are all these bad things, and she goes through each one of these. But here's, here's this one, because this is the one that's just going through the roof right now. Type 2 diabetes. It's characterized with high blood sugar levels uh, caused by either a lack of insulin production and uh, basically a lot of people now are ending up with type 2 diabetes. And the include risks include blindness, nerve damage, and kidney disease. Now realize, if you don't have a kidney, you're screwed. Right, and they say that in in this uh, documentary. In the future, kidney disease is going to be huge, and we're just—I mean, right now, you, if you're on a waiting list for a kidney, you're in bad shape. But uh, it's amazing. But by having elevated levels of fats in your bloodstream, it, they say it's like having little pebbles flow through water pipes. They begin to wear down the insides. And your body's response to these abrasions is inflammation, right? Because anytime you, you get hurt or a cut, it always swells up. And repair of the damage by importing other cells and ultimately by laying down more smooth muscle cells. Um, now, both of these processes cause your blood vessels to narrow. And then the bad um, cholesterol can also adhere to these inflamed areas, further narrowing and subsequently obstructing blood flow. It's just amazing all the things that uh, can happen here so it's kind of it makes us feel bad which then makes us want to eat but in my case I think I'm getting my edge back and and looking at in this case this this uh, this book Again, I'm, I'm talking about diabetes here. She has a great example of explaining insulin in your body. So she says here, you have sugar levels, and they're normally controlled and maintained by the production of insulin, which is released from your pancreas in your bloodstream. Now, insulin receptors in your muscles, liver, and fat cells respond by accepting circulating sugar molecules for storage. Okay, so insulin is the key that unlocks the receptors, sort of like a, a lock and key mechanism. Now, this mechanism is ultimately responsible for regulating your metabolism. And I'm going to actually, since I'm reading this, can I read this, hold the Kindle? Yeah, regulating, because I know you guys like to hear me walk. Um, regulating the metabolism in a uh, healthy human insulin levels, which responds to the amount of sugar present in your bloodstream. And that then establishes how much sugar will be left in the circulation and how much will be stored in your body's organs, right? So this is kind of, it, it, it uh, you know, it alters how much sugar gets stored. So it is no underestimatement to say that you and I owe our lives to this sensitive mechanism because without this, if that system gets screwed up, we get screwed up because too little blood sugar and you'll die too much and again, um, yeah, you guessed it, you'll die. So this feedback mechanism becomes unbalanced in persons who are overweight, especially those who have a higher percentage of abdominal fat. Well, guess where I'm carrying my weight right now? That's right, I'm a guy right there in the belly. 
So overeating provides a steady overabundance of available blood sugar to meet the high demand insulin production efforts. Now, to meet the high demand of insulin, right? Insulin, that productions are increased. Now, because the insulin receptors are constantly being inundated with the high amounts of insulin, they tend to lose their sensitivity to insulin. Now, this is... Your moms will appreciate this, right? Sort of like, have you ever heard this? You have your child go, Mommy, 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 Mom. I remember when my mom was on the phone, I would do that to where she would eventually go, I'm on the phone! I love my mom. Um, These receptors, which should respond to the presence of circulating insulin by pulling excess sugar out of your bloodstream, instead, they go, oh, yeah, it's him just saying, you know, grab some sugar again. So they remain locked, and the result is, you guessed it, consistently higher circulating blood sugar levels. Now, this condition is known as insulin resistance, which is now understood to be the cause of every component of metabolic syndrome. Now, if this isn't addressed with dietary changes, because if you watch The Biggest Loser, a lot of diabetics on there that after about three weeks aren't diabetics anymore. So... If you change your diet, insulin resistance will eventually become type 2 diabetes if you don't change. Now, type 2 diabetes, so, so when you go from insulin resistance to type 2 diabetes, you've moved from your insulin resistance to insulin defiant. So now, where occasionally your mom will go, what? Now, you know, your body's going, mommy, 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 and it's just like, no, forget it. Oh, we've got more stairs. Good. These are going down. So uh, this is just beautiful out here. So type 2 diabetes is not your friend. This is fun. I'm reading and going downstairs. This, this could be, you know, I need a camera for America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, it increases your risk of heart attack. Does it? Yeah, it does. By 10. So if, if you want to avoid a heart attack, don't be a diabetic. Um, and it can lead to blindness and neuropathy, which is a loss of sensation or nerve-generated pain, or, hey, why not both, right? That's just some of the things. And so I'm sitting here thinking about this, going, I'm at risk, more probably than you are, because of my genetics. My mother was a diabetic, of being a diabetic. And I just explained to me, and they they explained a little sugar, a little more about when when your body doesn't take all the sugar out of your blood, it basically is like trying to pump jello through your blood vessels, even the little ones, which means your heart has to go faster. So it's amazing that we just kind of ignore that we are turning our blood into sludge. Because we can't, and and so you kind of get this now. So here's, let's kind of wrap this up. We're at 23 minutes. I still got to play my interview. If uh, if you think about this now, okay, we're eating bad food because it's cheap and it makes us high. We have an overabundance of it everywhere we go. We see, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell, chips, everything. Everything right? Peanut butter and jelly. Look at your kids' meals. That's amazing. SpaghettiOs. Oofa. Man, is that horrible. And we possibly have lost the ability to just wait. 
I was so proud of myself yesterday. Um, I was at work, and remember how I said I was going to cut out Mountain Dew? Well, I didn't completely, but I had, I was, I was, sometimes my job is incredibly boring, and that's why this book really turned on the red light, and I was kind of bored, and I found myself wanting to take a break because I want to go to the bathroom, and I was going to go get something to eat, and I looked, and I'm like, you know, it's only basically an hour and 10 minutes until my lunch, where I go to a grocery store now that makes food, and they make salads, and it's cheaper. I don't have to go to, to, number one, I don't know that McDonald's or Wendy's have any kind of salads that aren't horrible. And so a lot of grocery stores now allow you to go make your own salad, and that's basically what I did yesterday. But for an hour and 10 minutes, I could say, at the end of the hour and 10 minutes, I could officially say I was hungry. You know, I could actually feel my stomach going, hey, are are we going to actually eat eventually? And I was like, good. I didn't succumb to the boredom, and I actually waited till I was hungry. And so it, it kind of, it doesn't make it any easier. you notice this. Okay, Dave, I understand now why I like to eat this stuff. I understand that it's everywhere around, which makes it harder to succumb. Um, but you haven't told me how to get around it. Well, I haven't got that far in the book. And lucky me, I'm in a part of the park that's just mud. My path has turned to mud, but I am being joined by a chipmunk. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll go across the mud here. I'm walking on rocks to get through the mud. Hmm, yum. All right. And, uh, because we have had a fair amount of rain here in Ohio. And, uh, I'm sorry, I got off my track. So we we know why we're eating this stuff, because it makes, it's good mood food, right? We are bombarded by it everywhere we go, which means in some cases, maybe we're going to take a different route home. I've done that before. Um, I'm going to leave this park. And if I were to go down Lorraine Road... I know what's on the left-hand side. You know what's on the left-hand side? I do. A Dairy Queen. That's why I'm going to turn right when I get out of the park because that's going to that's going to go, dude, I'm going to hear that I'm going to hear Tally from South Park going, "Do you want to get high? Do you want to get high? Come on, let's get high. Let's get some let's get a peanut butter pie fry. I want to get high." No, nope, sorry. And I'm I'm going to bypass that. Because I know in the end, that's just going to turn my blood to sludge. So just think about pumping jello, you know, through your, your veins. It's just how bad that's got to be for you. That's what's working for me. That's a visual. I'm, I'm picturing sludge. I'm picturing that mud that I just walked through. And that's what I'm doing to my blood. And sometimes it's that motivation that you need to uh, stay out of it. So I'll be, ta- I'll be reading this book a little more in the future and uh, because we got to get to the okay how do i I understand dave the why uh how do we get to the 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 how and uh she points out that it's not willpower because if we rely on willpower eh, it's not always you know mr power william uh sometimes tends to bolt on us and leaves us there and uh you know and then we're you know we we 10 minutes later We've got a you know McDonald's wrapper on the car floor, and we're hating ourselves. And we're hating ourselves. Well, I'll, let's throw that point in here before we get to my interview. We hate ourselves. Why? Because you think about it. It's such a, a horrible system, if you think about it, that we're stuck in. Okay, think about this. Let's look at it logically. We're eating cheap food. 
that makes us high that we see everywhere we go and then we go home and we turn on the TV and we are surrounded by what? Great looking people who are probably on the verge of anorexic and we think we should look like them. And how does that make us feel? Bad. So what do we do? We get some good mood food and lather, rinse, repeat. And it's going to kill this country. And, and, it's, and, and our problems are starting to invade the world. You know, where McDonald's goes in Japan and Russia, yeah, you're going to see obesity go up in those places. It's amazing. And this again, you know, the government's just going to say, well, quit eating it. Well, we've got to be able to dig inside. We've got... We've got a, there's a great song by Peter Gabriel called Digging in the Dirt. Because that's the one thing in the first chapter she says, you know, you think you have a food problem and chances are it has nothing to do with food. We're we're probably bored or other things like that. So we talked about boredom today. There's some other reasons why we eat when we shouldn't be. And we'll talk about that in the next uh, couple episodes here. And I bet this is a cool park. I'm actually walking through a uh, a marsh, I guess you would say at this point. But uh, a lot of wind here at the top of the hill, and uh, I love the birds, though it's beautiful out here. And uh, we're gonna throw it over to. I talked about Fitbolt last week. This is a uh, a website that has a free tool that will prompt you anywhere from every 20 minutes to every hour to do some sort of stretching exercises and I've been using this this week and it's interesting to see how many calories you uh, you burn. It's not a ton but if you do this through the whole day you'll probably burn 100 calories but it keeps me focused. If nothing else it just reminds me and I think it's helping me again mentally to say hey Dave remember we're looking to stay fit. So want to thank uh, again our producers for this episode before I turn it over to the interview and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I want to thank Amanda Flynn. I want to thank Laura Starling. Uh, I want to thank Dave Shapiro for uh, helping me produce this. And one of the things I'm looking into is getting a windscreen for this recorder. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have headphones on today, so I, I, which worries me. I don't know how this is sounding or not. Hopefully I'll get back and plug this into my computer and it'll sound a lot nice. But um, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. If you'd like to contact me, it's uh, Dave at LogicalLoss.com. You can call in your comments toll-free if you're across the pond. It's 888-563-3228. I guess you guys can't hear that, can you? I'm, I'm feet away from a chipmunk here. I was trying to get him to... Yeah, you can hear the leaves in the background, maybe. Um, he's scampering around here. But uh, no frogs. I thought I'd, if I came down here to the marsh, I'd get some frog sounds. Um, but uh, Dave at LogicalLoss.com. You can use the voicemail button out of the side. You can leave a comment at the website. Everybody is giving me feedback that they uh, they love to hear these when I walk around. Hi. And uh, people love to see a weird guy in the park talking to himself into a recorder, apparently. So, uh, oh, great. And you know how I just came down those stairs? Yeah, I, I've got another set to go up. It's all right push yourself and again I I like this idea this week I cut down on my Mountain Dew this next week coming up I'm going to try to eliminate it and and that's another one that uh, 
I've said this before, when you do the wrong thing, you're practicing bad habits. And uh, I'm happy that I cut it down. Now I want to cut its head off. So try to find one thing this week to add to that to, to don't list, right? While you're at it, add it to the to-do list. And I will say this, as much as I've been love, I've enjoyed walking around, last night when I couldn't walk around the track and I went to the gym, I got to tell you, I had a much better exercise at the gym than I did just walking around. So you know, sometimes you got to step it up a little bit. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the things I add this week is at least once a week, I'm enjoying the outdoors. I'm enjoying walking around. I'm going to go bike riding later. But maybe once a week here during the summer, go to the gym and just kill myself. Just, you know, make it sweat and push it and that whole nine yards. I think that's going to be one of the things I'm going to try to do. So thanks so much for listening. Here is my interview, and I want to thank, I would remember his name. I can't, though, because I'm out in the middle of the woods. For coming on the show, I'll introduce him here in a second. But check out Fitbolt. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. Here is my interview. Thank you so much, and God bless. And joining us is the guy behind it, the guy that created it, Evan Carruthers. Thanks for coming on the show. Great to be here. And uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit, like, what inspired you to start Fitbull? Well, I'm a software engineer, so I spent a lot of time at a desk. I still do. And many years ago, I I, uh, got really into health and fitness, started working out a lot outside of work. Um, eating healthy, and I started to realize after a while that the time I was sitting at my desk, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, was only not only helping my fitness goals, but it was actually hurting me. So I started setting a timer to do things like uh, push-ups in my office to go walk around the block, and it just kind of built from there. I started learning more and built the product to help other people. I figured I could be the only person in the world that sat at a desk and wanted to be healthier. <laughs> Absolutely. How long has Fitbolt been around? Um, it launched January of this year, so not too long. And how's it going so far? Pretty good. A lot of people are using it. I'm hearing a lot of good feedback. And you know, at the end of the day, I just hope I'm helping people. Because I know you're giving like fitness advice and, and uh, some different yep. stretching and things like that. Did that all come from just your own personal experience? A lot of it did, but I do work with some different people in the industry that are trusted advisors like chiropractors, personal trainers, and they do a lot of content vetting. So most of the content starts with just, yeah, I used to be a personal trainer myself, so I have a health background. Oh, there you go. But I wanted to make sure that I was getting, you know, really good healthy content, hence the, the chiropractors and the other personal trainers as well. Well, the thing I love about it is it sounds weird, but just the fact that, you know, every whatever, 40 minutes or so, uh, half hour, whatever I have it set to, that I'm just doing something to remind myself to, to stay healthy, to me, just keeps me on track to that way when I, you know, walk through the office and I see the vending machine, I'm like, no, no, I'm actually focusing on staying healthy today. So that's right. the big benefit that I find from it is that it just keeps me uh, focused. Yeah, the idea is it's supposed to be more proactive and reactive, whereas, you know, more, most health solutions, you, you have to go do something, whereas this, it still involves a little bit of action, but it's telling you what to do and it's kind of taking you by the hand and reminding you when to, when to do specific things and, you know, Keep you Well, I see in the dashboard that you have, you can just basically use a slider to have it go from uh, frequently, you know, being notified to, to get up and stretch or, or uh, things like that. You can also go the opposite way. What's, do you know what the, uh, the time frames are of those? Like what's the, the least amount and what's the most amount? I believe 
believe the, the most frequent is 20 minutes and then the slowest is uh, 60. And you can pause and start the timer throughout the day if you have meetings or if you're, you know, you're stepping out of the office. You have a section here on the, on your website asking about, you know, why is Fitbolt right for, for you? Why don't you tell us some of the things that uh, actually it's doing for people and, and why people should maybe think about using your service? Sure. It's, it's a combination of things. The free version is, is the limited version that just has the stretches and exercises, and that's probably enough for most people because that's the, you know, the meat and potatoes of the product. That's what really, really helps you throughout the day. It's easy in a job, especially when you're sitting in front of a computer, to just get really focused on work and to sit there for two, three hours at a time without any interaction, any interruptions, and realize that you're not moving at all. And that might be good for your productivity, but your body is not going to like that in the long term at all. And what I found, I've been using this service for a long time, is that not only does it make you feel healthier throughout the day and make you feel better about just being at work, it makes you more productive, more alert. Um, I used to rely on caffeine in the mornings to stay awake all the time, and now I just do a few little stretches and a few little exercises, and that motivates me throughout the rest of the day. So uh, I put a lot of work and time into making sure the UI of the product is not intrusive and that it works with your workflow. Because that was the main concern a lot of people had, is that it was just a constant interruption. Their, their bosses weren't going to like it, you know, it was going to stop them from getting work done. And the opposite is true. Yeah, that's the thing I like about it. It's a real subtle reminder. It doesn't, you know, beat you over the head. It, it's just this little chime and this little notification in the bottom right-hand corner. We probably should talk about, uh, it, in case anybody gets worried, if you, because there are different versions, you, well, it's actually not different versions, but different ways you can install this. If you have uh, Firefox, you have a plug-in and a Chrome plug-in, and then you actually have a desktop application. Is that just for PC only, or does that work on Macs as well? Um, yeah, right now it's PC only, but it's actually made on top of a platform called Pokey, which is an easy way to make an application that can just install on your desktop. So I could reuse a lot of the components. And they're actually developing a version that runs on Mac as well. So it should be available for Mac really soon, right. if not already. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to mention. Because when I first installed it, I was like, wait a minute, what's this pokey thing? And I was mm -hmm. like, am I getting it? Because sometimes, you know, you, you go to install software, and the next thing you know, that you've got, you know, 12 different plugins that have been installed to your browser and things like that. Pokey is, is nothing uh, that anybody should be worried about. It's not uh, some sort of back-end way. To, it's just a platform that people use to make applications. Right. Any plans for uh, right now? Like you said, you just started, and yep. uh, I really love the service. Do you have any uh, plans for the future? Anything you're working on for Fitbolt coming forward? Or um, yeah, I'm working on right now adding a lot more content. the The system itself is pretty well refined as far as the delivery and uh, the back end, but I just am adding more content. So you're going to see the same notifications less and less. And working on bringing on some more trusted and content advisors, and I'm working on partnering with some wellness and health programs to get wider distribution. And as, uh, as these personal health platforms come up, like uh, Fitbit and Runkeeper, as more of those open up APIs, they'll integrate with those as well. So you can add it to, to any health tracking platform they already use. We should, probably should mention that we mentioned the free version. If you wanted to, there is, it's only $3 a month. What do you get with the, uh, what I'm, I always generally jokingly call it the Super Jumbo Deluxe version? What do you get with that? Uh, well, the free version is, uh, like I said, it's limited content, so it's just stretches and exercises. And then every three or four notifications, you will get an advertisement over it. And the premium version opens up the other categories, which are uh, general health, wellness, nutrition, and, and ergonomics and posture. And then it also removes the advertisement. Excellent. All right. Well, everybody, go out to FitBolt.com if you'd like to check it out. And again, Evan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Good luck with everything sure. with uh, FitBolt. And uh, thank you much. 
Not a problem. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise.